0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the talentless podcast. I haven't posted one of these in like fucking eight months, but I'm really excited because today I have a special guest, Matt, the bat, Matt, the bat. Come, come on out here.
1: <laughs> hey, <laughs> <laughs>
0: hey. <laughs> Fucking best intro ever. <laughs>
1: hey
0: <laughs> Matt uh, I like
2: to leave an impression you know
0: yeah no that's a perfect that's the best impression ever the first impression ever you could give people people are like this is the guy I want to listen to for the next hour <laughs> uh, why don't you uh why don't you tell everybody uh, what you do and who you are and all that
2: uh, I've been convicted to twi- no, what <laughs> uh yeah well I am a youtuber a new youtuber I mean it's not really new anymore it's been almost a year but I started really trying to do YouTube about a year ago. I have a, an animated talk show. It's um, called Matt the Bat's Bat Shit, Shit Show. And it's just like, you know, me talking to people that I admire, uh, doing profiles on people that I admire, and um, recently hearing stories from people I admire. So it's just kind of like a mix of people I admire, I guess you could say.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, he's got really good like video essays and interviews and all that stuff. Like, definitely check him out. He's done two on me. Um, so if you want to start off somewhere, I guess, watch the ones about me and then you can move on to the other ones about other people like, like cool man, coffee, Dan and Catnips, And, uh, I forgot who else, but there's a lot of people that he's, he's done videos about and they're all really good. Like even his old videos, his interviews, all, all great stuff. So definitely watch. You should actually like probably stop the podcast, like stop watching this and then just wow. watch his videos. Cause they're, this Holy is, shit. they're so good.
2: Thank you, bro. I of appreciate course. that. Um, the, the kind words and, you know, obviously I've been a fan of you for a while, which is why I did, I did the videos on you. Thank you, bro. Um And yeah, so any, any friend of the talentless writer is a friend of mine. I think you have some good crossover, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. I don't have any friends, but except for you, you're my only friend. So <laughs> There's not, there's not that many people to choose from, but what
2: makes you think we're friends, bro?
0: Oh, okay, never mind then. I get, you're just a fan. Actually, you're, we're not friends. You're just a fan.
2: Nah, you're a fan of me, bro. You just <laughs> that heard, is I, true. I just heard that glowing review. It sounds like you're the fan.
0: I am the fan. I am. I'm a, I'm a big fan. I've been a Matt the Bat fan bro. since 20, 2011.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! Yeah. Before I even knew. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but I got a. I got a couple questions for you today. And I want you to, okay. you know, I like to start off with some questions, and then it can lead on to another conversation. But uh, the first question: Are you a real bat or a fake bat?
2: You know what? People ask me that a lot. Uh, <laughs> totally real. Totally real. I mean, okay. I guess it depends which which universe are we in. Because in the human universe, yeah, I'm a human. But in the digital universe, which is certainly becoming a thing, uh, you would know because you are involved in the NFT space. Yes. Um, Which I get a lot of fucking shit
0: for, apparently. A lot of people are very anti-NFT, and I didn't realize.
2: Oh, yeah, you're going to get, they're going to come for you. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I mean, if you're an NFT purchaser, you're a little less hated than if you're an NFT creator, I Mm -hmm. believe. A manufacturer. Um, But, yeah, I don't think people have a problem with the people who actually buy them, I don't think. Like, spend your money how you want to, guys. Fucking relax.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um,
2: Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) But uh, and I also heard that you were even on metaverse. I heard you had a girlfriend on there So I think if we're talking about digital world, I did hear about you and and your lady friend on the metaverse Yeah, but you
0: don't you don't know her she goes to a different metaverse
2: Oh, that makes sense. (laughs) Why I haven't seen her
0: (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, uh, you did not really answer the question if you're a real bad or not. So can you just answer that? (laughs) Because the world's been dying to know
2: Yeah, I think I think I, I am in spirit Okay. Maybe not my physical form just yet, but if I die, I might come back as a bat. And that would be, actually, that would fucking suck, to be honest with
0: you. <laughs> To be a bat? Why?
2: Um, I don't know. I just feel like bats are misunderstood, man. Like, people really are, like, freaked out by them, but they're, like, pretty good animals, and they, like, clean up mosquitoes and are pretty interesting. Uh, I feel like Austin's the only city that I've ever seen where people actually like bats. Otherwise, everyone's freaked out by bats.
0: Yeah, I mean, I've never seen one in person, but I feel like if I did see one, it would probably scare the shit out of me. But, I mean, like, what you can do is you can come back as a bat, but then spend your life now convincing everybody how good bats are, so that way when you come back, it'll be, like, the prime time to be a bat, right?
2: Fuck, you're right, man. That's some that's some critical thinking right there, man. Yeah. Good work. I think I might
0: just do that. <laughs> my my next question I want to tell you is... um. So, you did an interview with Ketnips, and in the interview, you said that you see all the animators and everybody living as a collective in L.A., but you didn't do that. So, why did you lie to Ketnips? <laughs>
2: <laughs> I lied to Sir Harry himself. Yeah. No, I don't know. I mean, I, that's like a pipe dream of mine for sure. Um, and I think it's doable for sure, but I think for me at this point in my life, it's like I trying to focus so like Mm -hmm. as much as that creative energy in a house would be amazing together and back when i said that i actually really did think that um and i still do think it but i think it it will happen over time because like Mm -hmm. here's the thing if i if i go into a house with ketnips and we have like a, a creator circle or something like that i'm gonna be like useless in that circle like i gotta come in and i gotta have my shit figured out that way we have like we all have our individual brands and you know not that not that he would ever work with me but i'm just saying like even you know someone look, hanging out with you or with danny like you guys have already established pretty good brands and i think that i'm just at the beginning of it mm-hmm. so like if i could focus for a little bit and then that collective builds itself once like you know we all have our our uh, businesses like as good as they're gonna be like i think that that would be an ideal world for me this is a long way to answer
0: uh not yet <laughs> no, no that's a good that's a good answer i like uh it's definitely good to like build that especially i guess when you're at your level where it's what are you at right now um how many one point what k uh
2: 1.1 1. 1 mil
0: yeah okay yeah 1.1 1. 1 mil <laughs> and you know you're trying to get to 2 mil and you gotta just you gotta start from the bottom and just work your way up but i totally get that like because of when like i had barely any subscribers and like i was i met a couple youtubers Like, there wasn't really much I could add to the conversation because, like, honestly, like, the same shit that I say now that I said back then, like, holds more weight now because I have more numbers, but it's the same thing I would have said when I had 1K subscribers, but it just doesn't hold as much weight in a conversation when when your numbers are smaller. So I totally get that.
2: yeah, Yeah, for sure. And, like, obviously, the biggest thing that I wanted to biggest uh, idea that I had going into this was just don't care about numbers at all. And I've been doing a great job of not, not caring. Like I might post a video and it just like does not do well. And I don't take it personally because I know that someday someone's going to find that one video and it's going to be like their favorite video on my page and it's going to be worth it. Um, Or, you know, it might take off in like two years in the algorithm like YouTube tends to do like stuff like that. So try not to get wrapped up on that stuff. But, but at the end of the day, it's like, numbers do matter in those conversations. And uh, it's a sad fact, but like it also is just a sign that your business is grown. Like it's just a way to uh, quantify or I guess, yeah, I guess quantify like numbers mean that your business is built in my opinion. So like I want to like have more eyes on it and then, you know, your brand slowly but surely builds itself into something that's like bigger than just a YouTube channel. It becomes like a community it becomes you know sometimes like in the case of you it's like you it becomes a physical thing because you have plushies and all this other stuff Mm -hmm. um and you know and it becomes something a lot bigger so i think that eventually it could become something bigger i just need to grow my audience and that's the reason why i care a little bit about the audience size but other than that like i don't really give a shit
0: yeah for me it's the uh, like i i care about numbers a lot it's like the entire thing that's why like so for everybody listening me and matt did a a YouTube trivia episode that's probably never going to come out (laughs) because (laughs) the first, the first one I did did so poorly and I'm like, yeah, I don't know. Like the numbers are so important to me. Like that video after like months has like 20 K views. So I'm like, I, why would I make another one of those that took me like 15 hours to make when I can make a fucking shit post that takes an hour and it's going to get a million views like I did with my fucking GTA videos. So, I'm like yeah. I, I think I think I definitely need to learn from you though, like because numbers really shouldn't matter as much as they do. Like I should be more focused on creating a good piece of content. Like all your videos are fucking amazing because you just like pour everything into them and um I feel like if you cared about the numbers, maybe it would affect your content negatively, but I don't know.
2: Thanks, dude. Yeah, I think like I mean we're also in different um situations, right? Yeah, like yeah. you're a little bit younger than me and you are like i've been working this full-time job that i'm at for years so it's like i i'm in no like rush really but when it becomes you know your full-time job even just recently when you were in la was like Mm. on youtube so it's more of like you have to care about your livelihood from youtube more than i do which i feel for you because that's a struggle it's like with any any startup that someone would, would build it's like you never know one month you might really cash in and next month it might be like as uh not as easy. So I understand from your point of view and I like I have a lot of respect for people who take that leap in that sense because I like I just don't have the balls to do that at all.
0: Yeah, it took it took me a while. Fucking dropped out of college four times and I'm still working part time at a restaurant. But uh but those two months were fun where I thought I was fucking Vinnie Chase for, <laughs> for two months <laughs> living in Hollywood.
2: nah bro you're johnny drama if anybody yeah
0: (laughs) we got the same fucking hairline (laughs) but uh so eventually though you think it would move out to la like once you got bigger or you don't know yet it's you're just playing it by ear
2: i mean i i do love it there Mm -hmm. you know I, i i love we coming from the east coast it's like when you go out to LA, you just feel a whole new type of happiness that you've never felt before. And that yeah. happiness is like enjoying the weather whenever you want. And when I go out there, I just feel like physically so much better. Like I get more sun, which equals serotonin. Like literally it's like, you know, you get more nutrients from the sun and all that shit and you feel it. Like you feel it creatively. You feel um like there's more things to do because you're not you know, prohibited by weather or anything. Yeah. Um, So, like, that's something I love about it. I think as for what we do, it is the best place to be. There's no doubt in my mind. But, um, yeah, as I said, I just want to build my business a little bit more before I potentially go out there. And uh, it is a great place. It's just – there. There actually, there is a lot of issues about it. Like, what did you think? Because we stay in the same neighborhood.
0: Yeah. Uh, in, in L.A. So the thing is, I don't like L.A. the city itself. Like, there's cities I've been to that are like, I look at it like Nashville. Nashville was a nice city. It was clean. It was like nice people. But L.A. is like a really shitty city. But the thing about it is that like, there's so many networking opportunities there, just opportunities in general, and that's what I like about it the best.
2: Yeah, because yeah. there, there's a lot wrong with it too, right? Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, I mean, I you no, know, not not to like shame homeless people or anything obviously but like the the situation out there is just something i've never seen before like yeah yeah. coming from new york where i lived for seven years and then going out there and you know growing up outside of new york having been there my whole life i've never seen any sort of like homelessness like i've seen in la like no matter where i've been i've been so many to so many cities in the country even in the world honestly and like I've just never seen anything like LA. It's really depressing. And that's something that it actually like affected my mental health a lot. Was, mm. Um, When I went out there, I bought a car and I was like, you know, I would drive through my neighborhood, which was Hollywood. And the homelessness there is like crazy. Like I saw some crazy shit when I was out there. Yeah, It's um, really bad.
0: But I've, I, so like I yeah. looked up like apparently New York and LA have like very similar homeless numbers. But the thing about New York is that they're all sheltered because like, In the winter, they'd all be, like, fucked. But in L.A., because the weather's good, that's why there's really no shelter situation. So that's the reason, like, why it's so much worse. Is because they have nowhere to go. And that's why they're all living in tents on streets and everything like that. Even though there's, like, you know, homeless in New York that obviously sleep on streets, but a lot of them are sheltered. So that's, like, the main thing.
2: Oh, that's interesting. I didn't even... I thought the numbers were, like not even comparable i figured like la wow i mean maybe yeah maybe it's just like an infrastructure thing in la um yeah that is true about like homeless people in new york like they have the code if if you see someone who's homeless under a certain uh, um you know under a certain like degree or whatever it's Mm. like you have you should call 311 or whatever yeah yeah. and i don't know if it's 311 is that right
0: I think well yeah, through one's like the non-emergency line, so yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah, man, it's crazy. And but like when I was living there and I got the car, I like I would drive through Hollywood and you'd see the weirdest mix of people. You'd see tons of tourists and then mm-hmm. you keep going and you'd see tons of homeless people and then you keep going and you'd see the richest houses in the country.
0: Yeah, like, that's that's the one thing I noticed when yeah. I visited in uh in May with my friends. Cause I actually got to like drive around because we rented a car and we would go like down two blocks and it'd be like the richest fucking houses I've ever seen in my life. And then two more blocks. And like, we're like in the ghetto, basically it's like literally two blocks makes a fucking huge change. It makes no sense.
2: Yeah. It bums me out, man. It's just like the wealth disparity makes me really sad to see. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, I don't know. It's, it's like a bummer and like, it just feels like there's two different types of people there and that's it. And I feel like other than that, I really did love it. You know, like as I said, the weather and everything, but I think someday when I have you, and also it's expensive too. That's the other thing, right? Yeah. Like I feel Very. like, I mean, New York is more expensive, I feel like, but it, LA is just like the lifestyle is expensive to keep up with, you know? Yeah,
0: exactly. Like in New York, you don't even need a car. You just take the, you just pay whatever for a monthly MetroCard and that's all you need.
2: Like, do you go out when you're in New York?
0: not really i mean not really because like it's different for me in queens but like i'm sure manhattan maybe it would be different but my friends just don't go out in general that's why so but in in la i was going out every single night
2: yeah dude right that's how i felt when i was there too and it was great like it was so much fun but Yeah, yeah i'm thinking if i was there right now trying to deal with all the shit i'm dealing with now like moving and you know editing so much shit and trying to do all these interviews and stuff like Mm -hmm. i just don't think it's it would be a possibility you know
0: yeah i was definitely less productive there because the thing is because i was going out like every day like when i work like in new york all my work gets done between like 8 p.m to like 3 a.m like every all the hours before that like i'm procrastinating and i can't get work done so the thing is when i was in la and i was hanging out with people like After, like, during those times, I wasn't really getting work done because I'm not used to, like, working in the morning.
2: So your brain works better at night?
0: Yeah, I think it's because, like, all those years of, like, me working at the restaurant and going to school, like, all my hours to actually, like, get YouTube stuff done was between, like, 10 p.m. to 3 a.m. and, like, sacrificing sleep. And that, like, habit has become, like, so ingrained in me that even, like, when I don't have work in the morning, like, I can only get work done between those hours
2: oh wow that's crazy yeah i'm kind of like the opposite i feel like burnt out by night
0: yeah i don't know i think i'm just like it's either superpower or like a curse where i can only work at night and it's like that's where all my
1: coffee
0: uh i drink alcohol (laughs) (laughs) you don't drink coffee though no i do drink coffee sometimes mainly red bull
2: red bull come on bro yeah
0: I like the taste of it. Yep. Did I just as hear as one, one on sound. the table. No, that was that was my water. But uh, there's a there's a I'm can of white get... claw right next to it.
2: I'm drinking <laughs> some algae right now. Nice. You can hear that.
0: Oh, what are you drinking?
2: Uh it's like an old fashioned like pre-made cocktail thing.
0: Yeah, did they put a fucking egg in it?
2: No, dude. <laughs> I don't fuck with that. I'll put like a dried orange or lemon in it <laughs> you, know, oh, yeah. I won't, you won't see me putting an egg yolk in there bro never yeah
0: no when i when i got that fucking whiskey sour with the egg white in it i thought my life was i don't know what the fuck that was
2: oh when we hung out that, <laughs> yeah when we went to House and they put a
0: fucking egg in my shit <laughs> that
2: feels like a fever dream bro yeah i night. know
0: bro i can't believe i've only oh. met you once in my life but like we're friends like that was the good first friends. time we met right in that's the only, only time we met yeah
2: Dude, that's so funny. I didn't even make my show yet, right? I think I just no. showed you, like, a picture of it.
0: Yeah, exactly. You were like, oh, I had this guy, like, design the background or whatever. Yeah.
2: Damn, that's crazy. And that was, like, yeah, that was probably in, like, February or March. And that was your first time going to L.A., right?
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think it was March.
2: Damn. But it, it's funny, because I think back then when I met you, you just seemed so New York. And I'm like, damn, this dude has to <laughs> travel, probably, because you were like, this was my first time in L.A., like... All this stuff and i'm like damn this guy probably doesn't leave his burrow but then no. i feel like this year you've been going everywhere like i feel like you've been like around
0: you know this year is like because of that like going to la that first time i feel like that's g- like gotten me more comfortable to actually travel more and like realize like it doesn't have to be expensive to travel and you know i've been to like aside from la the only other places i've been to this year were nashville and uh florida to meet up with like other youtubers but it's been cool, like, traveling. Because um, the only other experience I've had traveling was going to Greece, and I hated it because I was in, like, this fucking small island that my family's from for five weeks, and there was nothing to do. Like, there was things to do, but, like, it was just me and my brothers, and, like, we wanted to kill each other. So that's that's the only other travel experience I had, and I, I hated it. But then now, like—
2: Did you go there once to Greece? Twice. Twice? Damn, yeah, dude, I would love to go there, bro. I would—honestly, like, I mean, how old were you when you went?
0: uh 18 that was my first time on a plane ever
2: oh shit really yeah.
0: and Damn, the second bro. time i was 20 i think
2: yeah i was gonna say like as an adult and maybe this is just me being like 25 and having worked mm-hmm. in uh, a nine to five corporate job for five years but it's like i feel like i would love to just be on an island and like have no, like I've never really had no obligations on vacation. It kind of sucks. Like that sounds amazing, but I feel like, yeah, if I was with my family, it might be different, but. Yeah.
0: (laughs) But I don't know, Yeah, if I went back with like friends, maybe it would have been different. And like without my mom, it probably would have been more fun, but I don't know, maybe it would have been different. And definitely not like on just one small island for the entire time where like everybody hates Americans. (laughs) Is that true? I don't know. They just, they seem like very anti-American.
2: That's funny.
0: Yeah. They actually, they try to, so like me and my brothers, we went to this school that was like right by where we were staying uh, to play soccer. Like they just had like, you know, like an open schoolyard. And I guess the lady, like one of the ladies living by there thought we were Syrian refugees because there's like a big Syrian refugee (laughs) problem. And... We were talking English and there were, you know, all the Syrians were speaking English to each other and she threatened to call the police on us. And I was like, the fuck, what the fuck is she yelling at us about?
2: Holy shit. Yeah, That's a pretty good story. You should make a, you should make a video about that.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's like a 30 second story. I can't really make a video about that, but I could, yeah, maybe I could add it to something. But yeah, like I, she She said,
2: YouTube shorts.
0: Yeah. No, but that's different. I do like skits for the shorts, Uh,
2: not not stories. Yeah. You can switch it up, man. The 30 second story. That sounds pretty Maybe. sick.
0: Maybe I could do that. That's a good idea. You know what? You may have just changed my life.
2: What if you like, it was a real story and then at the end you just like lied so hard. You're like, like, you started off that story like you just told me and the ending just takes a full 180 and she was like, then she came over and she pepper sprayed me and beat the fuck out of me. Like just <laughs> something like that, like the last second just like shocked them. Like, like holy shit. But then and you that- get, then you get the comments in there. You get the comments like, holy shit, I wasn't expecting an ending. And then everybody watches till the end and then everybody comments themselves. It's like a, you know.
0: And then do I, do I reveal that it was a lie or I just pretend like it was real?
2: No, I feel like you could you could like lean into just being a lie all the time because it would oh, be yeah. funny just whatever <laughs> you make up at the end.
0: Maybe, I'll, maybe I'll try that.
2: Maybe what? that'll be your new series, 30 yeah. Second Lies. And then I get, it's gonna get
0: no <laughs> views and I'm gonna be like, Matt, why the fuck did you do this to me?
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, you'll see how i feel man you'll see my pain <laughs> as i drink my whiskey <laughs> god
0: you get you get good wait let me check let me tell you what your recent views were
2: Nah, i don't check what my i'm recent gonna check views were.
0: yeah well it's public okay. information it's not like it's fucking private
2: that's true well t- my last video performed five out of ten <laughs> so or five out of seven so on shorts
0: all right see the issue is you need to make every video about Mac DeMarco,
2: dude. Right? That video is doing pretty <laughs> well.
0: And then the Green Day one's doing pretty good. I think you just have to do all about music. Every, every, you just turn into Anthony Fantano, and yeah, I make shorts.
2: The, <laughs> the, the Green Day one I like modeled after the Mac DeMarco one because I was like, it's clickbaity, but it's like informative and it's just like lighthearted, like yeah, yeah. something like that. I feel like. I thought it, I actually thought the Green Day one would do better, but um, I mean, it's still good. Like, um, it's it's really interesting that shorts were introduced, you know, so recently. And I feel like they're to crack the code on shorts is is pretty cool. Like, I, I know this one kid who I know him through online and uh, he's like 13, which sounds crazy, but he interviewed me for like his show. Nico, right? He's like, yeah. Does he, did he hit you up?
0: No, but I watched your interview with him.
2: Yeah, he dude that kid grinds so hard. It's like fucking wild. Um I mean, he gets like he gets like pretty huge guests on his his podcast. Like people that would never answer me. Mm-hmm. He gets on there and like he's like so driven. Like he's the one who taught me to do like to record like three videos in a day, like to record like three interviews in a day, which I've done that. I've only done that like once. Mm-hmm. But when I did that, my workflow for the next month was so much easier and like this 13 year old kid told me to do that. Um, and he has like a bunch of shorts channels and he doesn't tell anybody what they are, but he'll get like 5000 subscribers in like a week and he just keeps making these shorts channels and he's cracked some code mm-hmm. and now he's got all these accounts that have like, you know, five, ten, fifteen thousand subscribers. And he just switches all his stuff over to the account. It's like kind of crazy.
0: Damn, that is that is really interesting because like, I I honestly like have a couple like secret YouTube accounts too that I've been like experimenting on to see like how well they perform, uh, with different types of content and like none of them have my voice or animations. It's like different stuff, but I've never had any of them like actually crack, like, or even like reach a thousand subscribers. So like I'm really curious how he does it.
2: Yeah, it's interesting, right? And have you seen like any? just youtube traffic since you're not like posting it or anything or is it like low
0: well like the recommendations
2: yeah like do do people find your video cuz you if it's like a secret account you're not going to like post it to your fans so like oh, are yeah, people yeah. like organically finding your videos
0: yeah yeah but it's like very little like actually recently one of them that i had for over 2 years has started getting some view like it, it, one of the newest videos got like a couple thousand views um just, like, randomly, but the, one of those accounts is the reason why I started using TikTok, because I would upload videos to Instagram Reels, TikTok, and YouTube on there, and I noticed no growth with YouTube or Instagram Reels, but on TikTok, I went from, like, 0 to 15k followers in, like, less than a month.
2: Shit. Yeah. That's crazy.
0: And it was, like, really bad shit posts too. But then Instagram Reels actually does pretty well, too, because on my other account, I posted on Instagram Reels, and it got like 400 views after posting it on it. Like literally that was the only video on there and it got 400 views.
2: Yeah, I don't get how, I don't understand how it works. It's like crazy. Yeah, because mm-hmm. like I'll, when I post a video to um, to Reels too, I'll get like 2,000 views in an hour and then it will just totally drop. Yeah, But then I'll only have like 80 people like it. It's so weird. It's like, I don't even know, it could be, honestly, I always thought it was kind of like fake like they're just trying to match TikTok. Like it was just like a push to match TikTok. So they like, I just can't imagine that that many people really are viewing it. You know what I mean?
0: I mean, I guess when you're scrolling through a fast, I don't know. They probably, they probably are viewing it, but it just, especially with Instagram pushing Reels so much where like one of the actual buttons on the bottom is a reels page. I feel like it's definitely possible.
2: Yeah, that's true. I, I probably watched reels like once in my life. That's the crazy thing. Like I like maybe I'm just I don't understand it, but like mm. I've never scrolled through the reels feed ever. Really? I like, scroll through it a lot. You?
0: Yeah, I scroll through it like it every sucks, day.
2: Dude. <laughs> did it did it like tailor itself to you though?
0: No, like the videos aren't good, but it's like when you're on the explore page, like at the at the top right, like between the pictures and stuff, there'll be like a reel and it's like one of those shitty like financial ones where it's like, Oh hey, I wanna get this car and they're like, Oh, do you want to pay cash and they're like no because i know paying cash is bad like that shit you know what i'm talking about those fucking dumb financial ones i'll get i'll see one of yeah. those and then i'll only watch that and i'll be like this was dumb and then i'll close it but then like i do that like every single day
2: damn i guess like the people who have that mindset are the people who are, are giving those views that's crazy so that's probably what those people are who view my shit they're probably like this is dumb and <laughs> just click out like it feels like fake engagement
0: yeah, I, don't know. I guess it's like it's just curiosity that like makes you click on it. But especially since I deleted TikTok like a month ago off my phone, like I guess I've been on Reels more because I don't have that same uh adrenaline or like dopamine rush from TikTok.
2: Oh yeah, I mean my girlfriend doesn't have TikTok and she's on Reels all the time. And it's yeah. always like the most like bland shit on there. It's like dogs and you yeah, know, it's definitely like right of <laughs> it's definitely fire. the worst shit.
0: Because like TikTok, it was actually like really well tailored to me and had good shit. But I was like, I have to delete TikTok because it's like so addicting.
2: Yeah, dude, it's not good.
0: <laughs> and it's not like forcing out there was really helping me either. Because like, I don't really gain anything from having a TikTok account. Like, I have 150k followers on there, but I get like barely any views. And I feel like there's no crossover between audiences. There's no like. I have 100, like, let's say all 150K didn't know who I was before, like, they didn't know about my YouTube channel, but they all followed me on TikTok, like, only five of those people would actually, like, probably subscribe to my YouTube channel, so I feel like it's not even worth it to have.
2: Yeah, no, I feel like you're absolutely right. That's why I feel like putting the effort into reels makes sense, because it's mm-hmm. just, like, you can even just, like, like I've been doing, like, a highlight of, like, a podcast, or not podcasts, podcast, but, like, a an interview, just do, like, a little a little highlight, and, like, make it give, give it a good thumbnail and just like, those are, those have been the best performing things for me. It's kind of crazy. Really? Yeah. Like pretty good. Yeah.
0: Did you get Actually, monetization you're... for reels yet?
2: No, dude, I haven't, I don't have any sort of monetization at all. I'm oh, like yeah. halfway, I'm halfway to the watch hours. Um, I'm looking at it right now, but yeah, it's, yeah, I'm like at 2k watch hours.
0: Yeah. That's the hardest part. Like even for my, podcast and gaming channel like the like i had obviously like the 1k minimum subscribers because i just told my fans about it but those that watch time is like the fucking hardest thing even with like a podcast where it's like an hour long like that definitely adds a lot of time to uh to chipping that away but it still takes a while
2: yeah dude for sure are you you're monetized on those or not yet
0: yeah i i've been monetized on my podcast channel for like a year and my gaming channel i just got monetized like a few months ago i think
2: and once you get monetized you never have to you never go back right no no yeah so also the thing is too like when i look at my my like lifetime watch time you know whatever mm-hmm. um it's 6k so like i have over the 4k needed but it's just since i only started posting like i don't really count when i posted my interview stuff like on the street interview
1: mm-hmm.
2: because um when i did that i had like 30 subscribers and. Okay. I also just posted it because I wanted to have longer videos somewhere. Like I didn't care. And I just posted them. And like, when I did that, I didn't see any, like, there was no numbers from it. Like those videos when I posted them would get like maybe 10 views. Like it was nothing, like it Mm -hmm. was so little. And then the video of me shaving my head was the first, was the only one that hit. And that one had like, that one got like 2k in the first like month because everyone was searching like zoom bombing and stuff. So, so like for that one that's the only one that like really took off everything else was just like i never even posted it like i didn't post i didn't post it on my uh instagram really like none of my friends had subscribed to me like it was just a dead account so like really like all and even when you see like the traffic from the last year like it was totally flat for like the whole lifetime that i had my channel until april which is when i posted my first video and Pretty much everybody that I posted a Sim Series episode on has posted my videos. So that's where you see like the spikes in my graph. It's kind of interesting. And yours, your videos were some of my top performing videos. So thanks, man.
0: Well, yeah, I had to push them out. The fucking... You're talking about me. I got to push them out, bro. (laughs) But (laughs) it's crazy because like when I was small, there's this other YouTuber who I was friends with who was also small. And he ended up uh, quitting YouTube. And now he's like trying to become a game developer. But... Like when we were starting off, like, and we knew nobody on YouTube where I was just saying like, yo, one day, like there's going to be people making videos about our videos. And like, you were the person who did that for my videos. And it's like really fucking cool that you did that.
2: That's crazy. That's so interesting, man. I feel like, yeah, that's like, oh, that's what I love about YouTube, dude. It's just like, once your audience finds you, it's just so cool to have like that kind of support. And it doesn't feel as like, uh. Artificial as something like TikTok does because, like, TikTok people come and go, but with YouTube, you know, like to have those same people, and I'm sure you have the same people who have watched every one of your videos and comment yeah. on them. Like, yeah, definitely. For me, I have like, yeah, like for me, I have one kid from Poland. He watches every one of my videos and comments on all of them. Um, and he commented on, on, uh, my the video of you and was like oh i'm gonna check out your stuff so now he watches your stuff and i'm like that's like oh shit so cool yeah it's like really cool and then another guy did the same thing and he's a kid from india and he comments like within the hour or two like he it's like it's always you you and them two that comment right away and they're just been like they're like my ride or dies they've been there since the beginning it's crazy
0: yeah yeah. no it's definitely cool like so good I I have, like, a folder on my computer where I screenshotted, like, a bunch of old fans, like, from years ago, like, their comments, and, like, when I hit a million, I'm going to, like, show off some of those and be like, yeah, these are the people who were with me from the start.
2: Ah, that's amazing, dude. I love that. But
0: the thing is, all those, there's, like, a lot of people who, like, I remember were from the beginning, but they've, like, since changed their profile picture or their name. Like, they kept the profile picture the same but changed their name or, like, vice versa, and, like... They're like, Oh, do you remember me? I'm like, I don't remember who this person is, but if they'd probably change back like the profile picture, I would know who it is.
2: That's so funny. Well maybe they'll get maybe when you do post that you'll get that comment. Yeah from maybe. them be like, It's me, I'm th-. they're like, It's me, I'm thirty now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I, went from, I, feel I
0: went from twelve years old to thirty in five years.
2: <laughs> when when do you think you're gonna hit a million? Do you have any idea?
0: I, I don't know, man. I've been I thought I was gonna hit a million like end of twenty twenty. Or, no, yeah, probably like, I have one of my YouTuber friends. I am Lucid. I remember we we're like we we're DMing like the end of twenty nineteen. We we're like, all right, twenty twenty is gonna be our year. We're gonna hit one million, and we didn't hit one million. Then, end of twenty twenty one, we're gonna hit one million. We didn't hit one and million, but twenty twenty two, I'm really hoping I get one million because I feel like now I actually know, like, what videos I need to put out that are going to get views, um, and I feel like now like I'm in the right mindset to like actually achieve and push towards hitting 1 million
2: yeah that's good i feel like since you've been back from la i i feel like you've been a lot more consistent yeah yeah which is good you feel like that too
0: yeah i definitely do feel like more productive um because i feel like more like because this is the room like the room i'm in is the one that i started off making videos in and i've been making videos in forever except for those two months like i feel more comfortable and like i guess ideas come to me more easy when i'm here
2: dude also like one thing which i just that made me think right now is i feel like because a lot of your videos are like videos when you talk about your childhood Mm -hmm. i feel like maybe being in like your childhood room sort of makes you it brings you back and makes you remember a little bit clearer because i feel like that when i go home i like i'll be driving around and i'll see like you know i'll drive by some place near the beach and i'll be like oh shit and then i'll remember this crazy memory that happened that i would have never remembered if i was sitting down you know in a in a studio trying to like think of memories or something like that like to talk about in the show so it's like i feel like for sure that subconsciously that helps
0: yeah because like i don't know i guess it's just like a like a cozy feeling like being where like you've always been. i don't know i don't know how to explain it but definitely is helpful
2: For sure, environment's everything, dude. Yeah, for writing, like we talk about that in my my thing too. But like, it's so important,
0: especially like since it's quiet here. And like when I was in LA, there was like constant screaming and sirens outside my window every day, every second. (laughs) So that also didn't help with like trying to focus, even if I had headphones in.
2: Dude, for real. it's bad
0: fucking i remember you telling me like homeless people screaming in the middle of the night and i was like i haven't experienced it yet and then like every day after that i fucking heard homeless people screaming outside my window every night
2: it's like a different type of scream bro yeah <laughs> it's not just like a you know ah it's like a, a crazy like demonic growl it's like a screech
0: like they're they're trying to show how alpha they are
2: yeah it's it's strange bro i remember one guy there was like uh I'm trying to let. Did you did you see what building? Like, did did Danny ever show you what building I was in? Because it was like no. right next to yours.
0: No, but I know where. Yeah, like, because like, you said it was right next to the motel. And I know where that is. That's like right in the corner.
2: Yeah, there's like an alley behind that motel. I don't know if you saw it, but it's like, you, like I would walk through that alley and go get coffee at mm-hmm. that coffee place in the corner. Yeah, and like, there's like an alley between like, so like a there's like a Russian liquor store. There's that motel and then there's just like an alley and there's like a mattress on the ground mm-hmm. and at night i would just hear the most crazy shit ever like i would be peacefully sleeping and when i was there i was i had to work on new york Times, so i was working from seven at 7am 7 oh. i worked seven to three i think um and i would be in there dude and i would just hear the scariest shit out my window like you'd hear like <laughs> fuck you, I'm going to kill you, and like crazy things, and it was just one guy, and he would come almost every night, and you'd come in the street, and he would scream, I'm going to fucking kill you, and he would be screaming up to the balcony of the people by me, bro, it was like it was horrifying, and like every night waking up to that, I'm like, this is not it, dude, like this is this is just not it, like I, you deal with your fair shit of, share of shit in New York, and yeah, you'll probably hear that. Maybe a couple times a year, but yeah, like but every it, night.
0: It's not the same, yeah.
2: Not the same. Bath <laughs> salts, dude. It was like crazy.
0: Bro, they're fucking wild out there. Like I I bro, I was walking down Hollywood Boulevard and there was two homeless people and one of them was sitting down and then the other one was standing up yelling at the other one saying you just fucking leech off society. You don't do anything, but they're both home. They're both begging for money. So I don't understand like what, what the issue was like, you're both on the same team.
2: (laughs) Yeah, dude, that's, that's not good. It's just not the type of situation I want to be in. It's not all like that in LA, but I mean, no, no, You know, it's, it is a big, I mean, it's a huge part about being there. It doesn't
0: help when you're like,
2: kind of nuts
0: when we're in Hollywood. Like maybe if we are like in Culver city, it wasn't that bad. Um, But like, yeah, Hollywood is nice. Yeah. But like Hollywood and downtown LA are like definitely the worst skid row. Obviously those are uh, where you're going to experience it the most.
2: Yeah. I remember when I, when I went to LA in like 2015, I just graduated high school and I went there and I was like driving around in an Uber and it was like right when Uber first came out Mm -hmm. and my Uber driver, we were going, I forget where we were going, but my Uber driver starts talking about Skid Row, and he's telling us about it. We were like, we had no clue what it was. We're like, oh, well. And he goes, I'm going to take you guys through there. <laughs> we're like, no, it's all right. I'll probably just, like, probably just take us to our destination. He's like, no, I'm going to take you guys through. I think you need to see it. And I'm like, we're just like looking at each other like, this dude would not take no for an answer. And he drove us like through the whole thing. And I was like, this is so weird. And also, like we were running up my bill, bro. Let me get the fuck out. <laughs> and then eventually, he let us out. And we were just like, we thought like downtown was like the place you should go in LA uh, which is not really true
1: yeah
2: <laughs> um, <laughs> like there's I feel like it's having a renaissance a little bit from what I saw mm-hmm. and like I, it was cool to like check it out but like I remember when I was there in 2015 it was like crazy and people in the streets were like it started to get dark and people were stopping us and being like yeah you got to get out of here like you gotta Cause, like when the sun goes down you don't want to be here and we we're like oh what you know we we're like skating around or something and then they just kept saying that. And then the sun started to go down and just got weird real quick. And we oh, fucking, we, yeah, we got back in the Uber and left.
0: Yeah, that's the one thing that, like, in New York, you can, like, walk around at night. Like, even, I don't know, I, I've always felt, like, comfortable walking around at night in New York. But, like, in LA, like, just to go down, like, a few blocks, I was like, yo, yeah, I'm just going to call an Uber.
2: Yeah, dude. No, I know exactly. Yeah, New York, I'm, I mean, I've, I feel like, I've walked in every neighborhood and I yeah. never felt like I do walking in Hollywood, which, to, to someone who's not living in Hollywood, you think that's like the best place on earth. Like you think that's like, oh, you walk on, you walk down by the stars and you see every celebrity. Like, huh yeah. bro, nobody goes down there. It's scary down there.
0: Yeah, it's bad. And like you get like the stars aren't even glamorous. You just see like shit. Like there's literally piss and shit on every star. And uh oh yeah, it's it's not. You get you get bored of it really quick.
2: I, I'm so happy to hear that Danny moved because I would never be able to live there. I remember even just him and I like. Go to get coffee down Hollywood Boulevard, and we would walk, and it would just be like, you know, people like threatening you. <laughs> yeah, we were walking, and this guy was like screaming at us, and like I was like, dude, it's eight a.m., man. Like this is like just a violent place. Like there's so much violence that goes on. It's crazy.
0: Yeah, I know. Cause like when I stay with my friends, we stayed at a hotel like right by where Danny was, and um they the went to w? go.
2: Yeah, yeah. Nah, dude, don't stay at the dirty W. Yeah, it was first
0: mistake. It looked nice, but we stayed there and uh, we ordered Shake Shack and we had to go across the street. And so, two of my friends were both like, they're over six feet tall. They're like, they're like, they work out. And they were like, that was the scariest experience I've ever had walking across the street just to get from the W to fucking Shake Shack across the street. <laughs> <laughs> like, they walked around like everywhere in New York. Like, they've experienced like a lot. And, uh, I mean, we're also high. That didn't help. But still, like, they said it was, like, the scariest experience I've ever had fucking <laughs> walking across the street.
2: I'm literally not surprised, dude, yeah. at all. It's funny because when we when for work, when we go to L.A., I was supposed to be in Hollywood for two weeks for work. And, like, <laughs> they pay for everything, right? Like, they pay for the flight. They pay for the hotel. Like, I have my own room. Like, it's pretty sweet deal. But they they put you up at the W, but they put you at the dirty W, and it's like... Yeah, you're in like a nice, that's like a, a luxury hotel, the W. Like you stay in New York in the W and you're like, a king. I feel like you're a baller. You yeah. know what I mean? Like you're like right in Fida and like overlooking the bridge and it's like cool. Or you're in Midtown and you're right in Times Square and like the nicest part. Like but when you're in LA at the Dirty W, bro, it's like, <laughs> yeah, you, you stay in a nice place, but then you go outside and you got to deal with all the bullshit around you. And yeah. I think the pandemic made it worse, dude. Like, cause I've been there so many times before and I've never experienced anything like when I was there during the pandemic, even I feel like when you got there, it cleaned up a little bit, but it, when I was there, it was like wild.
0: No, it was definitely a big, it was definitely cleaned up a little bit compared to, from March to May, but it was still like kind of bad. And yeah, it cleaned up a lot though. Like compared to what I saw when I was out there in March, compared to when I went, when I lived there in October, November. Like it definitely cleaned up a lot. Like in March was really fucking bad, um, and I get. I'm sure like before that was even worse. But uh, yeah, the pandemic definitely didn't help at all.
2: Yeah, no, no, and I, yeah, as I said earlier, like not to talk shit on people who are down in their luck. Obviously, I would never say anything bad about them. It's just like it, it just like a, it. Literally, is like so much violence there. Like yeah. <laughs> it's just a fact. Like it's like. Go on Citizen on your phone and you'll (laughs) see the most fucking insane things happening simultaneously around you.
0: Bro, like I would open the fucking app. It would be like, literally it would say woman wielding a sword a block away. Then I would like go to the other side of the block. It's like five shootings happened, break-ins. Like it's, I felt like I was in a fucking, like I was in GTA.
2: Yep. Yeah. That's literally not surprising at all. I think I sent you some of mine. It was like (laughs) nude, nude man in a laundromat or something.
0: (laughs) It was bad. Like, if you just look at it, like, what's going on in your neighborhood... I mean, granted, like, you don't... Like, when you actually click on them, like, some of them are, like, oh, two days ago, but still, like, there's so much shit, like, happening within a few block radius of you. You're like, why am I... Should I even go outside?
2: Seriously, bro. It's... It's it's just a weird scene. Yeah. And then you read you all want the to comments. go out there. What? You want to go out there, though?
0: Yeah, I... You know what the thing is? Like, just... It's such a different experience being out there compared to New York. Like... All the I feel like the pros outweigh the cons of living out there for me at least. I like just meeting like all the people and like going to crazy parties and shit and being part of videos like that outweighs the cons for me in my opinion.
2: Yeah, man. That part is awesome, dude. Like yeah. there's nowhere like that.
0: Bro, cuz like I mean also like I don't really know any YouTubers in New York and in general there really aren't any YouTubers like this people in creative fields but like in terms of like what i'm doing specifically like youtubers there's really not that many in new york city like i can i only know like two personally to be honest that are here and i've never met up with them ever and then like in la it's way easier to meet up with people like i i met up with people that i never thought i would ever hang out with before it's just so much easier to meet people and connect and all that shit
2: yeah dude uh, the lifestyle lifestyle is like great for the that partying type stuff for yeah. sure like that, that was the hardest part about me not going there, honestly. It was like, I just made all these really cool new friends, and I feel like they valued they value the stuff that we do.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And, and a lot of people that I'm friends with in New York, they're not in that field, so they don't really have like an appreciation for it. Yeah, yeah. But being out there, it's like everyone knows, everyone respects you for like, well, I mean, not everybody, but like the people that we would hang out with. like They respect your grind. They know you're doing your thing, and they know that you're like, they know what it be, what it what it has felt like to be the smaller guy, which I I think is cool. And I felt like I, a lot of people understood where I was, what I was doing, because it was like when I was there, it was like the first month I made the show. So,
0: mm-hmm.
2: um, so it was cool to like bounce it off the people who were there and have them be like, "Oh, that's really cool," you know.
0: Yeah, exactly. And like you constantly talk to people like that, where you bounce the ideas off of people and just like discuss creative things with people, and like it's not like. Oh, just easier. Cause like all my friends here none of them are in any sort of creative field. And, um, it's like hard to talk to them about like views and shit. Like, even though they understand YouTube and they like, they've grown up watching YouTube too. It's completely different talking about like the one out of 10 system with them compared to like somebody else who's a YouTuber. Dude.
2: Yeah. I mean, I was like, when I, when I was with you and Danny, and when I met you for the first time, mm-hmm. hearing you guys talk about stuff, I was like, Whoa, there's like a whole like lingo behind this.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And
2: <laughs> it was like stuff that I had kind of like, I didn't know anything like even until recently i didn't even know with with what one of the ten men like i'm still like so fresh learning this stuff like i've never even looked at analytics until recently so it's like i'm trying to like learn it now but like and i thought i knew a lot like a year ago like when i was there i you know went to a bar and i remember sitting there with like a bunch of people and trevor wallace came and uh we were talking about like like video spec like like specs and stuff like that like sizes and like you know like we we're talking about his podcast because telling time he did such a great job at branding it and like formatting it for TikTok like stuff like that that was like I thought I knew so much back then and I was like whoa these people know what I'm talking about and like are responding to me with teaching me things like it was like really like weird moment for me to be like oh and then I heard you and Danny talking about stuff like that too and I'm like oh there's like a whole like world behind this that I've never even thought about and now that I'm like in it now that I've kind of like nailed down what I want to do now I'm starting to like use all those little pieces I have and like build something you know yeah yeah it's interesting
0: no it's definitely a lot different when you actually talk to people and like discover ideas and like like the whole lingo thing like you're talking about it's so much more different and like and even being in person is completely different because like I'm in like I talk to YouTubers like through DMs and stuff but it's completely different talking to them in real life compared to talking to them in DMs um, when it comes to like ideas and all that shit,
2: yeah, no, exactly, dude.
0: So that's why I want to go back to LA. <laughs> that's the reason, but I don't know. Maybe, like, maybe I'll go to Austin and I'll like it, and maybe I'll fucking move to Austin.
2: Yeah, dude, there's some YouTubers out here. I just connected with one recently who does some cool stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to build a business and everything. But I feel like, yeah, it's not, it's definitely not like. From what I mean, I've only been here for a couple for a month or so, but it's like, definitely not as crazy as LA. But I feel like there does have its people, mm-hmm. and there's something cool about being like a smaller fish in a smaller pond out here. It's like I feel like there's a lot of opportunity. Um, I feel like if you are like a big YouTuber who lives here, you might be more inclined to meet up with someone here than you would be in LA, in my opinion. Because just like how many people probably ask you that in LA, it's like. You go to LA, you will have a million people hitting you up. And then you, you have, you come out here, you're really focused and you got like a couple that hit you up who are out here trying to focus as well. It's kind of like, I don't know. It just feels like a fresh start, you know?
0: Yeah, that's true. And it's also mainly streamers in Austin too. Like the, um, like Ms. Kiff and Jay Schlatt and all those people. There's really not I, like there's a lot of YouTubers, but it's mainly streamers.
2: Yeah. I've noticed that too. Like, a, yeah, a lot of gamers and they've got their uh, fair share of, porny interviewers out here yeah (laughs) Um, i'm waiting until the day that i run into one of those guys i don't know what would happen but i just it would be funny to see them on the street
0: well you probably know where they where they film you can just hang around there and wait for them to pull up
2: i I literally know exactly where they (laughs) film and actually it's actually so funny dude because um like like maybe like a month ago when i first got here back here we're walk- my girlfriend and I were walking down the street and it's like the party seems like crazy like you know how Broadway is in Nashville yeah it's like that but honestly crazier oh shit um and more dangerous for sure <laughs> uh like when you're on Broadway you know how it's just like mass amounts of just like the drunkest people ever and there's like yeah fights and like just people mixing that you never think would mix like Like just the strangest like groups of people and like bachelor parties, bachelorette party like it's just a wild time. It's like that on um thirty sixth street, which is where they film all that stuff. Uh and when you walk through there, it is like I mean, it's crazy. Like it's like they have more music than Nashville too. It's just crazy. I I would never picture that. But that's where they go. So I and I saw somebody the point oh, sorry, what I was gonna say was that I saw somebody doing it on the street interview there. And I don't think I realized that it was probably one of them.
0: (laughs) Do you think you would do like interviews there, like how you used to do or no?
2: Maybe. I don't know. I love, I love doing it, but, um, I just like when I, when I was doing it, I just like, it was right around that time where all gas, no breaks were starting to get popular too. And (laughs) like, he was already doing it the best. And then, you know, I've always paid tribute to how great all gas, no breaks was and, Andrew Callahan, like I, I always say how much he inspired me. But back when I was starting to do that, that was at the very beginning of all gas no break. So like he wasn't like he is now, and there wasn't many people doing it at that time. Mm-hmm. And now it's just like so many people are doing it. Like it's just like, and if anybody does on the street interview now, they just get called like a knockoff of side talk. I mean, of not side talk, <laughs> of, uh, all gas no uh, uh, channel five. Channel five. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking side talk is actually the only one that actually has like a theme to it. Yeah. Um, That's why I said that by accident because I was like, yeah, they, they actually have a theme to what they do. And like crackhead Barney and friends is another New York one. That's like has a theme of what they do, but so many people just do like straight up knockoffs of of channel five and all gas, you know? So it's like, I I get, I like fear for like, I feel like that space has already been just like conquered and I don't really want to touch it anymore
0: yeah that makes sense to be honest but i mean even before like all gastro breaks and all those people like there was like ali g i think ali g did interviews like man on the street shit too um and like a bunch of other people but i definitely get where you're coming from like in terms of him like mastering it i guess
2: yeah yeah there's like different there's different types right like because ali g and all the you know borat Mm -hmm. stuff and like all that it's just like that stuff is on character. Like what Andrew does is not on character. He's just like himself and he's, his charm is like letting people speak. So like yeah. when I made my show, I was inspired by him doing um, uh, Quarter Street Confessions. Did you ever know what that was?
0: I'm not sure. May I probably have seen it, but I just can't think of it.
2: That was pre August no break. So he was just in college mm-hmm. and he was doing on the street interviews on Bourbon street in new Orleans, which is where he was living mm-hmm. and he was doing, and I was like really into that. And it wasn't even that big, honestly, like there's some like the videos that like decently well, but as soon as it really blew up, um, that's when he got poached by doing things and then took over as all gas, no breaks and rebranded and everything. Mm-hmm. So like I've been watching since the very beginning and that's why I started my show. Cause I was like, Oh, this is really cool. I'll do what he does, but I'll do it in New York. And I'll do it fully in character, you know. So that's what I tried to do. And it was good. Like, it was fun. And um, a lot of people tell me that I should do it again. But I don't know. I feel like a lot of times I, I like, hide from myself, from my actual self when I'm on camera. And I think, like, for once, I just want to be myself. And that's what I've been doing with my show, you know.
0: Yeah, no, I totally get that. Like, trying to um, be yourself more. Because, like, with my older channels, I felt like I was trying to hide my personality, too. And that's, like, why the videos were doing so poorly. And um, it just felt way more comfortable, like, actually being myself instead of playing, like, a character. Which I I guess it depends, like, if you're you're making skits, like, obviously you have to be yourself. I mean, you have to play a character, but when you're doing an interview, you have, like, a choice. And um, I guess the easier choice is to be yourself as opposed to, like, a Joe Parra type or someone else who uh, is constantly in a character.
2: Yeah. And like, I have so much respect for those people that do that. Like yeah, Albert yeah. tree and Joe Parra and Nathan Fielder. are like, it's, I mean, they're the goats, but like, they're the goats for a reason because they dedicate their entire life. And like, you, you won't see a video of Albert tree out of character. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know if I can sustain that. Um, and originally I was trying to make it like my online presence was only me in that character. So like everything I did was that character. This character speaks a certain way. is very like a, a very naive character who wants to make friends and nobody really wants to be friends with them. Like that was the idea of it. It's like, mm-hmm. how can I be the Bat, the weirdo? But then I'm like, the whole time I'm doing that, I'm kind of missing myself, which is like also a weirdo, but, but someone who... Like, I think a lot about things. I like, I'm really inspired by a lot of people. I try to like use my influences and create my own art. Like, so like having all that back now is really cool because I can like, you know, I can, I can try like a lot less harder, I guess you could say, because I'm just being myself and I don't have to try to be myself. As you said, it's similar when you're telling a story, like when you're just being yourself, it's like, you don't really have to try to be funny because you are funny, you know? mm mm-hmm. So yeah, that's that's kind of what I discovered throughout this whole process.
0: Yeah, no, it's definitely like exhausting trying to be in a character at all times. Like if you were to make a channel where everything was a character, you'd be exhausted, and you'd be like over it very quick and burnt out. Um I guess that's what happened with like um what's his fucking name? Filthy, Filthy Frank. F- Yeah, yeah, exactly. Filthy Frank. Yeah. That's exactly what happened to him. Like he just couldn't handle that anymore and it also like fucked up his voice like he didn't really choose the best um a voice for his character that wouldn't strain his fucking throat <laughs> so it definitely takes a massive toll on you and like how we've talked about like little toe who like is always like hidden like even his friends don't know what he looks like it's just it's definitely fucking exhausting to have a life like that
2: yeah dude for real yeah it's uh yeah and like a big part of it too For like and i don't know if this is the same for you but like I am so awkward about being on camera. Like mm-hmm. I'm just awkward in general, especially post pandemic.
0: No, me too. Like, I mean, I've so always been like, awkward though, but yeah,
2: <laughs> I feel like, I feel like you're good though. Like I feel like you have confidence in your videos and that like, you see, it Oh yeah, no, in like my,
0: your, in my videos. Recently. Yeah. But, um, on camera, like, cause before like I did animations, I did like commentary style videos and I was just, I didn't know how to act in front of a camera. Like if you look at the, all those old videos, which are, um, on my Patreon, Like, you'll see how fucking awkward I am in front of a camera.
2: Mm, Interesting. Yeah, because I was, like, you could see, I feel like from the beginning of your Talents Writer account, you've always been pretty true to yourself, and you Mm can see. In general, you got better at, like, speaking and, like, being more confident about it, but I feel like you've always been pretty confident on that channel, right?
0: Yeah, no, on this channel, I definitely feel like I have been.
2: That's when the camera turns on that that you're not as confident or what? Yeah,
0: I don't know. I, I guess it's just, like, I don't know what to do with my body like when I'm on camera like I move my hands a lot which I do that like when I'm recording audio but like in front of a camera like I'm not sure like if it's weird if like I should stay stiff or like what what to do um and like I open my eyes really wide too when I'm talking on camera I don't know why that's like another weird thing
2: (laughs) I actually noticed that you do that (laughs)
0: yeah it's fucking weird wait (laughs) how'd you wait would you notice that from oh and okay
2: yeah you don't do it that much, but I noticed, I mean, I think you do that in person too. I think that's just something. That do, you do I?
0: Okay. Now I'm never going yeah. out. never, I'm never talking to anybody again in person.
2: No, dude, that's, <laughs> that's exactly the point I'm trying to make. It's like, <laughs> for me, for me, it's like, I, I put my eye, every time I'm on camera, I put my eyebrows up. Like, it's so bad. Like, uh-huh. i just like, they just go up and they just stay there. And like, I was, <laughs> I've been, uh, I've been filming this like little, not a vlog, but it's like a building my studio video mm-hmm. um, because I want to, like, show – I just want to toss a video on my channel and show, like, people – like, some people are asking for, like, the behind-the-scenes type stuff. So I wanted to show, like, me building up my studio, which I'm in right now, which is why it's so echoey because it's, like, empty. But when I get my stuff in here, I'm going to, like, film me setting everything up and then do, like, a little tour. And I was, <laughs> I was filming myself talking to the camera. And I had to, like, redo it because I, I watched it and I was just, like – disturbed by my eyebrows like i couldn't even (laughs) dude i couldn't even look at it i was so upset like i'll have to send you like a fucking screenshot from it like i looked like a cartoon character bro it was the worst thing ever so uh so i know how it feels and like once you get over those like little insecurities and you get more used to it that's when you become like the cody co type who's like he's so good on camera it just feels like you're with him and it's like yeah he's not performing it's just like he's chill and like he's someone i aspire to be in that sense it's like How can you go on camera and just, like, totally be yourself? Like, you're not playing a character. You're not compensating any awkwardness with weird facial movements. Like, you just go on there and you're just, like, good at it. And you're just, like, natural. And that's, like, what I need to get used to, you know?
0: Yeah, especially for streamers. Because, like, at least with YouTubers, we have the, like, ability to edit out the shit we don't like. But when you're streaming and, like, you're on camera, that's all you like you can't you can't make anything look better so i have like a lot Dude. of respect for streamers like ms Kit or like ludwig who are just in front of the camera constantly and they don't have a chance to edit any of that stuff
2: yeah you got to be like pretty confident in yourself and you're also your ability to not like say something bad or fuck yeah. up which like i'm never i'm never worried about that for myself like i don't i really don't say anything bad i don't say anything offensive like i'm just not that type of person but it's like it is just like one of those things where you're just like, you never know. Yeah. You, know? you never know. Your, like, girlfriend's gonna knock on the door and a towel, like, some, just like random shit like that. It's just like you think about that when you're when you're streaming, and you don't have to think about that at all for what we do, especially for what you do. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess for what me do, what I do, because I'm behind something too. But, like, yeah, it's just I feel I feel blessed for that every day.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, it's definitely way easier when, you can like have everything in like a controlled environment where you just add what you like and get rid of what you don't like
2: yeah dude for sure
0: but uh i think i'm gonna end the interview here because i also have to pee really quick and it's been an hour and i don't want to take up any more of your time because i know you've been working a lot but uh matt thank you so much for coming on i really appreciate it you're like one of my very few guests that i've had on the podcast and um yeah, thank you, man, for coming on. Everybody check out his channel. Matt, plug your stuff.
2: Yeah, check out my channel, Matt the Bat, all one word. Uh yeah, just hit me up. I always uh I, I respond to everybody, so I'm on there checking comments. I'm on there I would check my DMs and everything like that. So if you want to check out any of my stuff under Matt the Bat and yeah, I hope I hope you like it. Thank you so much for having me, Dimitri. I appreciate it.
0: Of course, bro. And I'll of course have all his links in the description too, so you can click on it easier. And uh Let's go. Yeah. yeah. Uh, make sure you tune into my next podcast, which is gonna be in another eight months like this one has been. Because my last podcast before this was eight months. And uh yeah, Matt, thank you so much for coming on. Have a great day, everybody. Have a great fucking day. Peace.